You know, Tyler, the doctor told me to stay away from Overwatch for, for about a week because he was concerned my sodium intake was too high. But really, I think he was just being a little bitch. Cheers, love! The cavalry's here! Cheers, love! Find a spot the around the fireplace, here. you goons! Cheers, love. It's time the for another tale of Casual Cheers, Master love. Quest. Welcome to the guild, everybody. This is Casual Master Quest, the show where the adventure of video games has no final chapter. I'm Tyler Vitito, and over there is my partner, Nick. Nick, how is it going? It is going in a direction. Things are happening. Things are happening. It is. Oof. It is. It is. Nick's. This is going to be an exciting episode. I'm really yes. happy. Yes, I have. Uh... I, I was never, you know, proud of this, but sometimes I like to shoot up Pokemon and hit just straight into the veins. And man, I am on the verge of ODing. I got to be careful here. I got to calm myself down with other, you know, terrible games, which will I have the, the greatest pleasure of talking about. Thank you, Square Enix. However, that is going to hold off for now. Man, Casual Master Quest, episode 27. We are 27. Where's, we are the, where's the time's gone? Time has flown, dude. We, we are officially over six months half a year of uh podcasting together we, we hit that breaking it. point man, awesome. we made it uh we, we've done so much too yeah. what a place we went to man how's your week been like dude um it's been it's been okay i've had some issues with school um not in terms of workload but in terms of um not so great instructors so we have an instructor who, I, I don't remember if i talked about this last week on the last episode but we have an instructor who's pushing a software really hard that is Mac OS only. Oh, yeah. That, requ that requires another software that's Mac OS only. And then we learned that he's never actually opened either of the softwares. Oh, yeah. We heard about that, that one last week. It was not pretty. And and it's still continuing this time because he's pushing another software. But fortunately, after a quick Google search, we can find out that people actually use the software in their group tutorials online. So we're like, all right. But that means I have to scrap all the work that I did learning how to code for Android uh, phones. Um, is it worth which, it? It, it, no, because we had to scrap it all. And so the new software is probably worth it, but the work that I did over this past week was useless, and I wasn't happy about that. Um, I, I really wasn't happy about that. Yeah, I um, mean, I've heard of situations where people get so, so stressed out that they start losing clumps of hair. Um, oh, do you want to... Do you want to... Why don't you that, tell me what you're talking about, Tyler? Sure. So, uh... Back up a little bit, guys. Uh, about maybe uh, 10 minutes ago, 10, 15 minutes ago, I, uh, I fluttered my eyes open, even though I was already awake playing uh, a couple of games. And uh, Nick's like, hey, you know, let, let's get ready. Let's start doing some shit. And uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I hop down. And uh, wife's talking to me. And uh, he pops out into the call. And you know, I look and I didn't notice anything. He, he's like, I'll be right back. Comes back again. I give a double look after he says hello. I'm like, something happened. There's something there that wasn't there before, except it's the opposite. This is the opposite world of Beauty and the Beast song. Like, I, I'm getting heavily concerned because I was not sure if uh, there was a doppelganger that was taking on the persona of Nick and something's off with him. And I couldn't quite put it, you know, for half a second anyways. Nick is uh, a little bit less uh, beardy. You're, yep. you're not you're not completely shaven, but uh, you've you, you gone to the uh, Nathan Drake uh, 5 o'clock shadows uh, situation. What's going on here? Yep, trimmed all the way down. Um, after my last visit to the, to the barber, I wasn't happy with the way my beard was growing out. So I trimmed it all down, gave it a hard reset in lieu of spending another $30 just to get a trim. So yeah, 
Um, it's been a while since anybody's seen me like this. I haven't seen myself like this, so it took me a while to get used to seeing myself in the mirror. Honestly, um, I, I feel like you put a dosakis or dosakis in your hand. <laughs> you could be it, man. Yeah, you you would be perfect in your na- you know natural habitat. Like, I, I'm down for the idea. Like, honestly, I'm, I wish you would keep it, but we all have our own preference. I personally love to be clean shaven, but uh, seems like everybody and their mother like looks at me like, oh, you without a beard? What's going on here? Are you okay? Are you my I, son? I, I can understand that. Um, to me, there was a lot of uh, surprise reactions, very much like yours, where they're like, there's something different. They they wouldn't notice anything for the first few minutes, and then they'd have to take like a, they'd have to do a double take, and they're like, holy shit, you have, you, you trimmed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, my mom still hasn't seen me like this, but she'd be the happiest woman on the earth right now when she's if she saw me like this. Um, I should send her a picture. Oh man, I yeah. uh, and this is gonna get me in trouble with you, so be ready to mm. uh, you know, happily throw some heat at me because uh, yeah. if there's one thing that uh, people can get insecure about, uh, the most common denominator for that is uh, their appearance, right? And right now, I would say without hesitation and immediate regret in about three seconds, you look like an Indian version of just. Uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb, and uh, that is that is a good thing to me. I love and respect his look. My wife hates him, but you you got the uh, the scraggly part of the beard right now, and it just man, mad respect, man. And, I don't know. I've always like I can understand why. Like this this look has grown on me over the last two days. It really has, which I haven't expected it to. I get and so when I was younger, I was just obsessed about getting my beard grown out properly because I started shaving when I was fourteen. And it things parts of my face didn't fill in properly, and things were still patchy. And over the last two years or so, things have been growing out nice and you know inconsistently. And so I, I've sort of reached that goal I had when I was younger. And so now I started off uh, the year with having like really long, long beard vertically, um, and I've just been trimming that down consistently until I had like a nice, short, well kept beard. And then I, I went through phases, and right now when I'm like this, really trimmed close all the way down. I'm really liking it, but for the I audience, be... uh, he's feeling himself up on his cheeks while he's very much this. so. Let's see if we can get some ASMR content for the listeners. Uh, okay, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, but no, I like. It's I enjoy so a little bit of. I enjoy a little bit of thickness. Um, I'm not gonna lie, and I like. I enjoy some of that, like having a little bit of a thick beard. But I've gone down from my long days. So if it's short but thick, that's what that's my ultimate goal right now. In terms of social structure concepts right now, you have right. really poor timing with no shave November. Like the oh, one I don't give time, a fuck. No, okay, no fucks given. That that, <laughs> really that is. That, I that mean, is but, if, but if we're gonna if we're gonna argue that technically, I did not shave. I trimmed. Oh, you trimmed. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're I right. An electric trimmer. I did not shave. What day of the week did you uh, do this? Um, this was a Thursday, so... You did yeah. a, a no-trim Thursday? Yeah. A no-shave November? <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> well, yeah. it gives you a chance. You can see or maybe try new things. Or you can just, uh, you know, retrim the, the hedge and let it grow and see what you can well, get Well, it's going to take it. about two weeks for me to see start seeing some serious growth. So I'm, things might change in that time. Is there um, any kind of oil or anything you applied to, you know, like, I want a natural, beautifully bred beard hair. Like, this should be... Well, so pedigree. I don't know what the um, uh, what the length is or when this usually starts, but beard dandruff is a thing. Are you familiar oh, with me? Oh, yes, yeah. right. Okay, oh, yeah. so so uh, when, I, when I started trimming down, you could see the patches of skin that really dry and flaky, and 
that still happens even with my facial hair being this short just because the skin is able to finally breathe but it's still not back to like normal so i have been oiling and moisturizing more than usual just to make sure that the skin is back to like healthy standards okay fair enough yeah. uh any other random tips uh you want to give for the beard community because <laughs> um, as someone has a beard i'm actually quite in the dark if you uh would believe it well really you need you have to understand that you have to condition the skin underneath because that doesn't breathe as much and that's what causes the beard dandruff same thing with your hair but they, with your scalp hair it's a, it's a whole bunch of different things because you can have really bad dandruff even with short hair um, so you want to get a beard balm or a beard oil um, and you really need a little comb or any sort of comb to comb it through into the skin because combs will act as a massage to sort of stimulate the area and mm. so you're just combing that oil or that balm into the skin and you have like you have to like moisturize daily like that's the thing you have to do oh so, yeah gotta keep that stuff hydrated yeah i personally love combing my beard uh in fact if there was anybody listening out there or you know in the <laughs> podcast that wanted to give me a nice beard brush comb for christmas or sooner you know depending on you know no no pressure uh that would be a great gift personally for me so tiny uh, little board uh boar bristle brushes those are the industry standard I, I do believe something like that would be a nice quality of life for me yeah and speaking of quality of life i made a uh a very healthy purchase i'd like to think on my end uh making a little bit more money than what i'm used to uh you know, I could have blown it on all sorts of stuff. I could have, you know, partied out, bought the most top shelf liquor and all that. But as a responsible and boring adult, I probably made the biggest and most grandpa-ish impulse buy I could possibly think of uh, be- um, beyond sounds- overstocking on Q-tips. I, uh, I went on Amazon and this uh, situation has been driving me wild for the longest time. I bought 50 pair of black socks. 50 pairs of black socks. Now, see, I, I can't relate to that because as I've gotten older, I get excited anytime I see money going towards clothes. I was actually the opposite. Like, I was the kid that was like, if you're if you're giving me a Christmas present and it, I see that it's from American Eagle or something, I turn off immediately. It's like, you're wasting your money. I'm going to hate this shirt. And it's like, just give me a, you know, put Mario on it. I don't care. You know, I don't want to see American Eagle. Oh, no, no, no. Like, if we're talking about gifts, so gifts is a different thing. But if I had to spend money, and if I'm spending money on clothes, I have no problem doing that. But uh, my issue with people buying me clothes as gifts is that they just, they never get the size right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that's I, I my totally biggest issue. And then, and then they don't put the receipt in, so you can't return it. And so you're kind of like, well, I've, I've got this. People that do that are fucking monsters. I'm just saying out there. If you don't put like, a receipt. Like, sure, I can understand that you don't want to, like, it's a courtesy thing not to show, tell them how much you spent or whatever. But you have you to receipts. consider what if it didn't fit? And right? it's like, okay, if, if it doesn't fit, it means either I can take care of it and I'm grateful or I have to reject the package back to you and you have to deal with it the day after no one wants to do that right or i just keep this and i pass it on to my you know my firstborn when he turns <laughs> like 14 it's like what right. do you come on right right but i have a huge problem where uh and not to the point of my best friend brandon does it because uh he he makes those he makes those socks like into priests like with how holy they get and it, it's rough i had you know if you sweat in socks enough they get all dry and crusty even after you wash them all that stuff and yes i'm talking about sweat specifically nothing else goes into those socks understood i i, I am above the age of you know 15 Jeez, <laughs> i rent i own my own house i can oh my gosh anyways <laughs> uh 
it's just like a crusty old socks i've been have pro- i probably had with me since high school and it, it's just it's gotten old they're mismatchy they're faded they're horrible looking i like a little uniformity in my life and i thought if i could buy 50 pair of black socks i could toss out all the old crusty old socks might keep a couple of good pair like you know the woolly socks or whatnot for special right, occasions right. if it's cold and whatnot and just burn the rest turn them into dog toys for all the fuck i care Oh, and it felt so liberating, liberating making this purchase at two o'clock in the morning. A great course, time to make a purchase. As as one does. And, you know, two hours after I got my paycheck, I'm like, hmm, hmm, what could I blow my money on? <laughs> and it's like, what's something I always wanted to do, but I never wanted to? And it's like, socks. And I was like, I had to ask myself, like, the big important question, like, could my wife get mad at me if I made an impulse buy like this? No, she hates my socks, too. Let's get rid of these suckers. And it's like, <laughs> it was win-win. Everybody's happy. Socks for everybody. You get a sock. You get a sock. I like the idea of having a sock for every day of the month. And I got some extras, too. May I ask Yes. how much 50 pairs of socks cost you? $50. That is a good deal. That is a very good deal. <laughs> that is a very good deal. I can't attest exactly to the quality. It, you right. know, it was uh, Amazon. Uh, I believe it was Amazon Basics kind of thing. So, right. you know, uh, Amazon... From the most part, every single time I bought something that was, you know, produced by Amazon specifically or branded by it, not that bad. You know, for, you know it's usually you know, I'm used to the, you, know, you get the money you know, or you get what you pay for kind of thing. Right, but it's right. like Amazon's been treating me okay. So I'm going to give them another shot. Uh, they did give me the offer of, uh, you know, buy it before you or try it before you buy it. I'm like, I'm not going to try all 50 of these socks before, you know, <laughs> I have to go ahead. Uh, I can't accept three of these. Uh, can you refund me for like $3, please? No, I'll, I'll get 50 pairs of socks and I'll be happy. And uh, over on the uh, the video game-ish side of the world, and uh, I'll try to keep this as the main time that I talk about this game. Once again, uh, Pixel Spark. Uh, so this was kind of out of the blue, actually. Uh, I, I, you know, I was talking with them about it before, and it kind of came up, and then it kind of went back down into the dirt saying, hey, uh, things can't happen. I uh, have been playing enough of uh, the Pixel Spark that uh, I was considered and uh, sponsored and asked to try to become a helper, which is uh, essentially the first step of uh, moderation in the staff. Right. And pretty much, you know, I'd tell kids, like, hey, don't spam caps, you jerk. Or, you right. know, don't, don't shout in German and uh you know eat my ass which right has, has happened and uh they was like oh we uh we only can have uh 10 helpers and there's 10 right now like everybody wants you but big boss is only 10 oh, okay that's fine god forbid i you know i just breed and also a week later like hey surprise your helper i'm like but each <laughs> they're like th- thumbs up their asses like eh, who cares yeah details <laughs> like, okay sure fine so i'm a helper on pixel spark right now nice uh, you know, uh, mostly by the work of uh, Quantum and Snow, you know, the people that we interviewed last one. So uh, right, I think right. they just they put the push forward. And I am now the oldest staff member on that server. OK, uh, I believe uh, the second oldest is 26. I'm 27. And oh. then after that, it drops into the teen range. And right, so right. Uh, I am working alongside uh, somebody that's in sophomore year of high school trying to keep some of these people in check. And it's interesting. It's very I would imagine, yeah. Uh, different mindsets. And uh, this actually only happened like about a half hour before we started the show here. I started looking into the prospect of uh, maybe I should get a PS4 Pro. Okay. Uh, the talk's been there. It's just uh, PS4 you, has served me faithfully. Four, do you have a 4K TV? I do not. Okay. Uh, so it, 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 that works into the first question I asked myself. What is the benefits of having the PS4 Pro? 
everyone talks about you know oh you can get 4k well as uh anybody that ever touched a 4 or a ps4 pro or heard about it uh ps4 pro uh sony has pretty much told most developers give us a pro version of your game which means either we can ch- usually choose either between 4k graphics or 1080p and a higher frame rate and whatnot so right. yes yes please uh, i'm sure like if i could get a ps4 pro giving me 60 frames per second for destiny 2 never gonna happen to, it's not gonna happen but one can dream anyways uh the problem is uh, there are gonna be some games that are just you know real simple and they don't need the the, the computer power right, so it'd be right. nice to get the 4k part it's like oh I mean, how much are 4K TVs nowadays? Because last I checked, you know, just a normal like a you know 40 inch uh, 4K TV, we're talking like uh, near nine hundred, a thousand dollars. And of course, you know, I'm on Amazon. Yeah. 4K TV, 55 inch for I think 350 American dollars right now. Uh, it's going to be cheaper than the PS4 itself, which just dumbfounded me. And it's like, okay, so with a PS4 Pro plus a 4K HD TV of uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure about the brand. Uh, that's usually the kicker right there, too, anyways. Uh, so a little bit under $800 total right. with tax and everything. And that is uh, monumentally uh, cheaper than what I would have thought. Honestly, if I was smart, if I was smart, but I'm not, I would get a new computer because I have uh, a computer that was the Apex of Technology from 2012. And uh, it's been running and holding strong, but uh, it's being held together by duct tape and other, you know, nonsensical things. Right. Like, uh, the greatest thing I got going for this sucker, because I have a sweet-ass computer, but it's also known as my wife's computer right now, because I bought her, uh, that for her, and I try not to touch it because I got my computer. But uh, my poor baby, you know, she's starting to huff and puff just a little too hard. So uh, I, I've been been trying to think about the PS4 Pro, whether or not to get a uh, 4K TV, you know, let me was, let me ask you yeah you currently have a ps4 i have a, a, a normal uh generation one playstation 4 okay how much does a ps4 pro cost a playstation 4 pro right now if you're to get it brand new it's brand new yeah i'd want the generation three specifically there's uh three different uh, SKUs right now the newest one because it has the best uh fan cooling system right now so it doesn't sound like a dying buffalo in a box right right uh that is 399 american Okay, uh, now assuming you get like a little discount with Black Friday coming up, let's say it goes down by fifty bucks, that's still three hundred and fifty bucks. Um, uh, the other three fifty, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I don't think I'm gonna get too much cheaper for uh, that uh, the four K right. TV. Right, but we are in 2018. We are at the end of the year. Yeah, we will probably see new consoles in 2020. Is a PS4 Pro worth the investment if you're if you're gonna get marginal graphical improvement? I trying to tell myself what game would I make the jump for? Because there's a lot of games I could, you know, consider making the argument for. Uh, for example, uh, God of War. God of War is great, but it chugged really hard when I was playing right. it. And uh, PSVR, which I can't touch anymore because some reason I just won't. Even though there's good games out there, shout out the Astrobots. Uh, plays a lot better if you have a PS4 Pro. Right. But those are games I've played already. What games in the future would I want to get a PS4 Pro? Exactly. And the big only one that I could think of coming out this January, I believe, is Kingdom Hearts 3. And I don't know if I really need a PS4 Pro. Yeah, but Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't strike me as a game that you need a PS4 Pro. You could trade in your current PS4 uh, and get a newer generation PS4, like just a regular one. That is true. Uh, The reason why the talk started coming up 
with uh, the little uh, ball and chain over there, a beautiful lady. And uh, a couple of things started happening. Uh, a, the buffalo in the box situation started happening. It started making a hell of a lot of noise, right. a lot more than it should. Tried cleaning out, uh, didn't really quite work out. Then it started randomly spitting out the disc. Okay. And I, I tried figuring out, you know, it's like uh, I'm trying to play a game and all of a sudden I have to start the whole game over because it just sped out the game. And so this thing is starting to become slowly more and more cursed. Right. And it's also why I love uh, downloadable games right now because, right. oh, man. Okay. And so so I, I just want to reiterate, I'm not trying to be the biased Xbox user that I am. But Absolutely is PS4 not. Pro like a, the best investment for your money? If you, if you need to get a new PS4 because your current one is malfunctioning, I can understand that. I can definitely yeah. understand that. There was another fork in the road that I proposed. Yeah. Because I am unbiased in some aspects of the gaming world. I was like, since I have a PS4 and it's holding on its own, it's not top notch, but still doing the job. What happens if I got a 4K TV and then I bought an Xbox One X? And all of a sudden, from the shadows came hissing my wife saying, There'll be no Xboxes in my house. And it's like, But 16 teraflops. But, you know, the, because, it, it, it's been made absolute almost at this point. The Xbox One X as a console is computer-wise more superior than the PlayStation 4 Pro. It, yes, like but, the stats have shown that Microsoft uh, they have far fewer games. <laughs> that <laughs> is also better true. games. Hey, yeah. uh, kudos to them. They bought a couple of companies, uh, but it was also for the PC, mostly yeah. PC RPGs like Obsidian. So you know, rip. But. Something for him to think about. I was, like I said, half hour ago, still needing the mullet over, trying to figure out if there's right. a, a good, sweet solution for it. So uh, that's pretty much it in terms of the in real life on my end. Uh, have, you know, we, we played a, a game last weekend. We played we? a game last weekend together. Yeah. Well, you, yes. uh, you, me, and uh, Brandon. Brandon. Yes. Yeah. I, want to, I want to give a shout out to uh, Brandon because, uh, oh man, I introduced the game to you. Yes. And, I, I was worried that it was not going to, you know, it was going to be a, a terraria situation where you'd be like, eh, you know, who cares? You know, it's, it's okay. I, I, I had fun because you're there, but otherwise they can, you know, eat shit and die. Town of Salem struck an interesting chord with you, apparently. You seem to have either enjoyed it or you had a good time at the very least. I really enjoyed it. I had fun. It was, it, it was different from the games I usually play. It was a nice breath of fresh air. Um, and and it was it was very not very role playing heavy, but role playing heavy enough where I could get into it. I mean, technically, you could and should role play, but it's not role playing as your character often, but trying to role play and being deceitful or honest, depending on what role. Now, Town of Salem, for those who don't know, it's a five dollar game on Steam right now, uh, so five bucks to play. It used to be free for everybody, but you know they they, they love that sweet dang cash. Uh, is a game where I believe fifteen people get put into a circle, and uh, they have a day and night cycle. Uh, day is to discuss, nighttime is for uh, certain people to do uh, bad activities, and uh, it's comparable to another game that I don't know how to explain it. But essentially, you had two groups. You got the townies, like sheriff, uh, lookout they have their own roles that they have to do at night and whatnot to, uh, you know try to figure out who the bad guys are which is usually the mafia and the mafia are trying to kill everybody off so during the day the townies are trying to rightfully hang the mafia and during the night mafia is trying to you know blow off anybody that's good 
and uh mafia also has the advantage in saying hey i think this person is mafia and they're like who me i'm the medium i talk to the dead <laughs> no i'm pretty sure you're the godfather oh jeez, guys and then they vote and they hang him and it turns out he's the medium and then everybody goes rip oh jeez. Yep. Yeah, so it, it is a drinking game called Mafia that me and my friends play usually um, with just a few extra rules. And I really had fun because um, Mafia as a drinking game, there's a certain sort of, uh, when we do the day-night cycle, we close our eyes. Uh, the people who are the townies and then the people who are Mafia have their eyes open at night, uh, quote-unquote night, uh, when the game cycles. But with this, because it's online... It, you don't have to do any of that and just it's a different dynamic and it felt really it it was fun because it was fluid we, it was seamless it was fluid seamless uh there were the three of us we were playing together we were sitting in a discord uh call together um and so we would we would try to like one-up each other or mess with each other or work together depending oh, yeah. on the different roles we got so that was really fun um and i want to point out the first five six roles i got was executioner which is straight got a god awful boring role <laughs> pretty much it's like you have one person you got to convince the whole town to execute and then after that you uh if they that target dies without being executed by your hand or you know trying to encourage them then to become a jester jester simply wants them to get themselves hang and so then you talk too much of things saying haha i'm godfather you know better hang me and then yeah. you get smoked by the godfather usually and then it's like oh okay cool that's fine fantastic yeah. But and yeah. I played one really good game as uh as a serial killer. Yeah, so you, you did. have different you have different factions. Um you've got the townies and you've got the mafia, and then you've got other individual uh, members that are either neutral or yeah, basically neutral, and they can win with certain conditions with certain parties. So a serial killer wants to kill everybody in the town. And including, mafia. W- including the mafia. So everybody needs to be dead. And I don't really know how i managed it there were very few close calls uh but with minimal chatting and with sort of de- uh, deflecting the questions in the right way i managed to come down to like a last uh, to a top four or top three position and so uh, no it was a top four position there was me and three other people yeah. um two of them were convinced they knew i was a serial killer i knew they knew i was a serial killer and when it comes down to the voting session you need a uh, majority vote so they needed three votes to put me up for trial i mean I if there was four people yeah they would uh I'll, i think three of them would have yeah. to vote for you but there was the one person who wasn't sure and i think they were there and they weren't afk but they just weren't sure what was going on and they didn't vote for me and because they didn't vote for me i killed one of the people who knew <laughs> that i was a serial killer and yeah. they were still unsure and i'm like that's that's game set match and i remember the story specifically it came down to you this person that seemed kind of afk but was chill and then the person that wanted you dead yeah and rightfully so yeah and then it showed i i'm pretty sure the person that was quiet had disconnected yes which means they couldn't yes, he vote. disconnected and so you just vote. pulled off your mask and said why hello there <laughs> and at the end he's like yeah well yeah sorry bud <laughs> sorry for killing yeah, all your friends <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's interesting uh because mafia has the advantage of figuring out who the serial killer is with the right people problem is though uh if the mafia say i know for certain that person is a serial killer uh only mafia have certainty in knowing that would risk revealing them as mafia right and so they got to try to figure out and you know there's a system of uh death notes which are more comical than anything pretty much you know a killer saying um oh, your blood is so good I'm so yeah I, I played around leaving uh 
uh, notes in relation to some radical religion. Uh, I'd kill somebody and be like, they have now left to join the Holy One. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, he keeps choosing the name of uh, well-respected porn stars. Congratulations. Oh, to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was only the one time where uh, one of my names got recognized. So I feel really bad. Like, I, I'm a little sad that I didn't get more recognized. There was one time where somebody, and it was a game we had to disconnect from for some reason. Ooh. I can't remember why. Um, we get into the lobby and he's like, oh, my goodness, I really love your work. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So, uh, but no, I really had fun. Um, yeah. It, it's just nice because uh, you, even with playing with friends, you still get a, a small amount of uh being anonymous because uh you get to choose your name at the very beginning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you got to be careful because uh you got to figure out how fast you type or whatnot because they can hear you all that what yeah. is a name that's inconspicuous and uh nick blew me out of the water with his mysterious porn star names uh brandon i don't know what the heck he was doing and me apparently i kept giving myself away almost immediately because i am a goddamn book that can be read <laughs> And uh, it's just interesting because I think there was a point where one of us was mafia, one of us was townie, and one of us was like a serial killer, or two of us was mafia. And like you could see the curtain nods and the kind of wink at each other. There was a point where I realized it was Brandon, and uh, Brandon uh, was I think he was he was a townie and I was a townie, but we weren't sure and we were scared of each other. Right. So I jailed him. And so I was <laughs> like, "Tell me why you're not the Godfather." And I heard him typing furiously. I'm like, oh, this is Brandon. So I was like, <laughs> I'll let you go this time, Brandon. And I just see him look up and look at the screen to look at me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we cool. Yeah, Nick, Nick might be a cheating son of a bitch, though. He might be off to kill us. Oh, man. That was a great game. Oh, yeah, uh, so that was Town of Salem. Um, yeah, what else? Um, before we get into into the Pokemon specifically, what else have you been playing, Tyler? Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I've been trying to get back into it and i did this week i've been playing i played about maybe five six hours of uh shadow of the tomb raider uh the latest uh tomb raider uh entry by uh square enix here i've heard a lot of people not happy with it very disappointed with this last entry i would like to humbly apologize for uh uh how i'm gonna go with this i am really really fucking pissed with square enix right now I have been, had nothing but love for Square and Square Enix throughout the 90s, throughout the 2000s. They've given me games that treated me so fucking well, and it just irks the living fucking shit out of me to see them go downhill so fast. I've grown up on Final Fantasy games. Kingdom Hearts, you know, scored my heart. Tomb Raider, you know, in the later years. And all of a sudden, it just seems like they keep screwing up one after another after another. Uh, you know, and, and this past rolling year alone, they got rid of Hitman. They, they gave it up, uh, the company to it, and which they made their own Hitman 2, which came out recently. Actually, it's a good game. They fucked up with that. They screwed up a little bit with uh, Final Fantasy 15, especially, you know, with uh, all this god-awful amount of DLC that they keep buying. A virtual reality for deep-sea fishing in the Final Fantasy 15? Okay, sure. They announced recently that they had a lot of DLC that they just canceled because they realized no one wanted to buy the shit but they're keeping right now they they're complaining that shadow of the tomb raider did not make that much money and it just stinks because i love tomb raider for 2013 it was a great game rise of the tomb raider uh was a little bit rougher was the same thing though and therefore i liked it shadow of the tomb raider is it's not good it stinks because it's like a it's almost red dead redemption gone wrong even worse 
where they worked uh, what it looks like there's a lot of good shit in there but the there's no screws in the goddamn machine so things are falling apart at the seams almost instantly uh, like uh I, I made a tweet about this as a joke uh the first one of these sections i played while drinking and it, it got so goddamn awful that i was looking at my wife saying am i drunk or did she just do that and she's like yeah she just did that Lara is having a good time she uh she's focused a little bit more on uh her friends and whatnot than the tombs anymore she doesn't sound so egocentrical whatever the term is mostly because she's by herself now when i'm playing with her you know everybody's like i'm gonna explore this tomb oh god the door closed behind me uh i gotta pass the three trials to get to the secret chamber area all right i think i might find another way you're not gonna find another fucking way I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's that's you know. Uh, if you can circumcise or circumcise, circum, <laughs> or you know, get if they can circumvent, you know, two millennia's worth of booby traps and buildings and whatnot, and just take the back sewer ten feet. Why the fuck didn't you just do that? But Lars, like, I gotta do it the right way. So, been a couple of issues uh, with how uh, much uh, they hold you by the nose with this, and I could talk about animation alone animations have been so goddamn wonky that it's almost comical at this point if this game was a comedy with action in it i would be laughing so bad I, right, it, right. there was a point where she was climbing up a rope and when she jumped off she did a reverse backflip that defied physics and her own backbone and then like landed i think on her side and then just switched up right instantly it was like i thought she was a vampire for a second with how well you know i was like wow man you, you did some stuff you're very flexible lara you're a crawl yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of issues about a lot of complaints about the animation about the gameplay just about the game in general uh but i've heard okay to good things about the story and the the emotion story and emotion so far has been good so far there's been a couple of moments where uh lara uh and uh if you played the first game or the second game you know what this is like she'll sit down in front of a campfire that's where she does all her skill points and stuff like that and she'll start you know talking about the situation and her own reflections on it every time she sits down i'm gonna say all right well what about trinity is she gonna talk about this time Oh, they're big, they're bad. They did naughty things to my father. There was a, a very good uh, flashpoint where I uh, get to play as her when she was like 10 years old climbing around the castle or whatnot. And if I seen a 10 year old climbing like, you know, 250 feet high into a roof, I'd be terrified. It was impressed. I also don't understand like uh, her father like did 20 year old, uh, you know, took 20 years to make a puzzle in this one room that she solved in the course of 10 minutes. And right. it's like, what's the point? Why did you do that? Did she do this every Tuesday? They get better at this weird chess game thing. Uh, the biggest boss I've seen so far is a Jaguar. Uh, the Jaguar and uh, its evil brother, who I uh, both killed. And uh, she now wears the uh, the skins of uh, the, the Jaguars, which makes her stealthy. Uh, the last thing I can think of that uh, it kind of like it just burns my ass because they keep screwing up. They keep delaying the stuff that people want. They keep shutting off everything. And the biggest hot thing that we gotten from Square Enix right now is the Quiet Man, which has been shat on by almost everybody that I've heard so far. And it's really disappointing. I've completely forgotten about that game. It's a, it, it, it sounds like it was really quiet release. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But I, I like the one thing that keeps sticking with me so far, I'm going to keep playing because I don't have a full review on it, even if I am like hating it. I'm waiting for a turnaround point to change my mind. I, I, I'm open to that redemption because Tomb Raider has done that with Rise of the Tomb Raider. I like, I really liked it towards the end. There's one part that stuck with me. I'm in this giant, think of a tower, the inside of a hollow tower 
bottomless pit and there's like moving poles and stuff swinging around inside this thing. I need to go down to activate this thing to start spinning around so I can climb up to the top and complete one of the trials. It wants me to do about 50 feet of uh, wall climbing to get to a platform that's right below me, about like 10 feet below me. Like, Ilara has jumped down holes in this game and I've accidentally screwed up and she's fallen like 150 feet, breaks both her kneecaps and all that stuff, still survives. Of course. I'm like, why do I do the wall climbing? The, the platform I need to get to is like right below me. I drop down 10 feet. She starts screaming like she's, you know, bloody murder and then dies. And it's like, it, it's just poor game design. And like, they put up, I don't know, a fucking rock there or something. Don't let me jump. Don't give me the chance to try to circumvent the puzzle and then punish me for it. I understand. I understand having areas where you're not supposed to go, and so just having like death walls or death areas immediately. But when it when it's game breaking immersion like that, it's it's kind of uh, jarring. There was fences everywhere. I don't know why they just didn't put it high enough to where I couldn't you know climb over it. It, it was literally a open platform jutting over into this hollowed out death pit with the platform right below. It'd make almost sense. It wasn't even like a, a small thing like I had to, you know, try to aim for. It was a very long pathway. I could have just jumped down and carry on. I also right. uh, want to point out that there's a lot of controls that uh, they they explain one time. And then there's even times where it's not even in the control schematics. For example, uh, there's a new thing, which I thought was pretty cool, where uh, if you're hanging off of uh, rocks with your uh, your mountain claw things, that, the things that you uh, grapple, well, not a grappling hook, but... The things that people uh, ice climb the ice picks. The hooks. Yeah, ice picks. If you're hanging on from those, you can just slap a rope into the rock because that's how that works. And then just uh, go down uh, Mission Impossible style, swing around right, on right. that. Every button that uh, I tried did not work. And I looked at the control schematic. It didn't show it. I had to look it up to find out it was L2 again because, you know, I haven't played in three days. Right. Another thing that I, I know I can only keep ranting on this. Uh, I learned recently the use of ice pick as a melee weapon is triangle. Uh, you do anything with the ice pick, it's triangle. When you're jumping out a rock and you need to hook onto it with the ice pick, I hit triangle. And then I fall to my die. Oh, you know, my death. It was vicious. Turns out that was square. It, that it, makes no sense. It, it doesn't make sense. It's like you never use square for anything else. Why use it for this one? Just use triangle. I mean, it's like I'm going to swing out my pick either way, but that's enough of that. I would. I would. I got my game and I got your game. Which one do you think would be a better fit for this one? Um, we're going to lead with my game. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nick has a secret game on his uh, list. I, I, if, yes. A Here, I'm, so, so right now we're recording and we have cameras so we can see each other. So I'm about to hold up the game and we're going to let Tyler uh, record his natural oh, reaction. Man, then we're going to talk reaction. about it. Let, yeah. let me, let me vape real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. So I, I bought let's so go. So I was on the fucking mark. Probably. Yeah. I, well, I was bugging you about it's like you're talking about 90. I'm like, what did he the only thing I think of that was 90 Canadian was that goddamn awful bundle. So what Nick showed me was for you know, obviously the people can't see, uh he showed me a copy of uh Let's Go Eevee, which he's yes. been alluding to. Like, I might not like it, but I'm still gonna get it. Um I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I I had Pokemon fever, Tyler. I I had Pokemon fever. I couldn't help it. I saw it and I'm like, I can't blame you. I got it too. Um, I'm I will I mean, I say everything. Pikachu, ev no. Everything I was upset about before this game came out, everything I slandered the game for, I still agree with. It's okay. You can hold on but, to your grudges and whatnot. 
but I enjoyed the little uh, the what I've played of it so far. How much have you played of it so far? Um, I want to say about four hours. Okay, so you are actually further than me, and then. I picked it up just yesterday. I um, well, I mean, I hope so. Yesterday was the day it came out. That's true. Um, that, is, that is true. <laughs> that is that is a very good point. Okay, before we get into Thursday, that, Thursday I would have questions. What's your sources? Before we get into that, I will say when I went to pick it up, um, like, and this was a very impulse buy too. I was on my way home from school, yeah. um, and it was like just before the stores were about to close, about thirty minutes. I walk in, I'm like, "Do you guys have any copies of Let's Go Eevee left?" And they're like, "Yes, we do." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, sign me up for that bitch. I want one." And they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Yay!" Like officially, this is the first game I'm buying for my Switch. They're like, "Oh, really? Let me get you some." And they gave me some. They gave me a poster, and they gave me some codes for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for Pokemon. And because of school. I didn't know that this was a distribution, uh, but Zero Aura is on distribution. It was on distribution in North America. Now, Zero Aura is Pokemon number 807. It is tied to a specific movie. I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, the most second most recent Pokemon movie, I guess. But it's okay. the last Pokemon I needed to complete my living decks. No and shit. And I, I did not know that it was um, in North American distribution currently. And so the distribution ran from October 19th to November 9th. November 16th is when I picked up the game. November 16th is when I got a code for Zero Aura because they had some left over. Because not please, a lot of people knew about it. Please tell me it fucking worked. Yeah, because these codes usually are valid for, uh, till, uh, for about three months after. Oh my and god. And I have completed my Pokedex again. Holy shit. Yes. This is yes. official. Yes. So God until damn, the new man. generation comes out and Meltan is available on the core games or, or games where I can transfer my 807 fucking Pokemon over, which is I have a great the, day. I I have every single one of them. Congratulations! Um, thank uh, you. A, a I was really like yesterday. Yesterday was like such a good like, such a good day. I get home, I can play this fucking Let's Go game on my TV. I can play a Pokemon game on my TV, Tyler. And, it, it uh, is my and yeah okay. It's so let's talk about the game, man. Let, let's talk about it. Uh, God damn it, I'm actually. I like figured I, you would. I figured you would get Pikachu. So I'm like, I really wanted Eevee from the beginning, but I'm like, it's good that I got Eevee too. So are we not friends on the Switch? Yeah, we are. That's why I was very specific about when I played the game. Oh, are you? So I can keep it a surprise. Serious? I'm not. I'm not him. I'm 100. What did serious. you play it when I was at work last night? Yeah, because I got home pretty late, so I was playing it all night. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> okay, okay. So that you wouldn't see me online, like, hey, he's playing Let's Go, whatever. Like, no, next minute, you know, messages, uh, you know, oh man, school's been so stressful. I've been so busy. And I was like, oh man, he's not going to have time to play anything. That's okay. I, I can talk about Pikachu. Meanwhile, he's hiding his goddamn <laughs> shack while I'm out, you know, slaving on the roads over here. And he's like, <laughs> I'm all for honesty, but some amount of deception. Is, uh, or misdirection is 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 needed every now and then. I think that's why you really love Town of Salem because you are a honest, respectable person, but the moment it calls for it, you 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 got the mask ready. You're ready to yep. make some things happen. Okay, so yeah, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Uh, first question I got: Did you get the collector's edition that comes with uh, the Pokeball? Uh, no, they were all sold out in the first hour. That's what they were telling me. The pre-orders were so high that they, they weren't able to bring in all um, units for those pre-orders. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, second question is, uh, this is personal opinions. Do you yeah. think that would have been worth it? If it was there, uh, would you have no, bought it? No. Okay, because Not at all. I, I also agree. I had a uh, friend who also bought Let's Go Eevee, which you know. Yeah. Your, your decision, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, Tyler bought a digital, but he's not going to get be able to get the bundle to get the Pokeball and Mew. I'm like, I look it up. I'm like, okay, 
if, as far as I can tell, buying the Pokeball by itself, 50 fucking dollars or something like that. 50, 40, and you save $10 uh, if you get the bundle. So let's say hypothetically $40 right here. $40 for uh, being able to carry a, a Pokeball thing on my hip that I'll probably break in the first day because I'm moving around and shit. To carry on a Pokemon to level up or make it happy. I don't even know what the fuck it does. And I get a Mew. $40. It is, it is $130 Canadian dollars for the Pokeball Plus bundle. No in, in fucking Canada. thank you. That is yeah. like that is the greatest and smartest scam I've seen in a while. Like Pokemon Go Plus bracelets, I thought were tricky for a while until they started adding this and that. And I've seen some use to in it. But the the, the goddamn Pokeball, I, I will not trust it. No, no, thank you. Uh Shit, Nick, what do you think? Is it a game? Is it a good game? Um, it is if so my issues with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee were the fact that they were catering to the casual audience of Pokemon Go. Uh, but my in terms of playing devil's advocate, uh, they were trying to bring over a new audience to the core RPG titles whenever they launch next year, which to which I can understand, but I did not appreciate the hype of it. But that's a business thing, and this is like my own personal opinion. So take it what uh, take it whatever way you will. I just didn't. I was just not as excited as I would have been for any other Pokemon core game. Now I still agree. I still think that the way you catch Pokemon is garbage. I I still I think you should be able to battle them, weaken them, throw a Pokeball, and capture them. Um, I I think the game is too easy, but it's not as it, it's not as handholdy as Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and Sun and Moon. Thank fuck. Mm. At least it's not as handholdy. Okay. Okay, no, Tyler, you can play two hours of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun and Moon, and you'd still be in the tutorial phase. You'd only just reach the trainer school. Here, after two hours, I was already past Brock. That is true. You're, you're absolutely right. But uh, the counterpoint that that's because that this is based off of almost wholesale Pokemon Yellow. Like uh, your training zone was a you know a ten minute area that you returned to for another five minutes to get your butt kicked by Gary or Blue, whatever you want to call him. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about happy stuff first before we you know, start going to, into the air. Okay, yeah. Happy stuff, music, fantastic. It was good. It, it, it's nostalgic and it, fucking great. Um, and, the fact that I can hook it up to my TV and it looks like how I think a Pokemon game would have looked like 10, if you asked me 10 years ago, how oh my a Pokemon gosh. game would look like on a TV. This is, this is pretty much what I imagined. The only times that we get to see like Pokemon of this quality is like almost in a, like a Super Smash Brothers game or a Pokemon tournament. And uh, honestly, it's like, holy shit. I've been used to like looking at it in 3DS graphics and you know, they're good, but they're not that great. And this, this looks wonderful. It's, it's, it's amazing and seeing the pokemon in the overworld um uh <laughs> partner play with your P pikachu or your eevee is some some of the cutest things i've ever witnessed in a video game in my life oh my gosh i love i love the idea that i can dress up my pikachu i have not got anything else besides the starter thing yeah and uh so for me as i'm not sure if it's like this for you as eevee i i got the uh you know dress up just like you so he's yep. i got yep. a hat and a red vest and i what the way he wore it I immediately realized, like, this guy, my Pikachu, who I originally named Trongadonga, which is a bad <laughs> joke with other people, uh, his name was Trongadonga. Uh, he was wearing the hat and the vest in such a way that he reminded me of your stereotypical Chad from a college. Right. Like a Chad character, you know, a big mm -hmm. buff, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I 
started, I renamed him into Pikachad. And so, you know, whenever I use Chad, I'm like, go Pikachad. And he runs off my shoulder as I almost literally throw him into the ground the, you know, the jump off. There, there are some really nice quality of life changes, like being able to rename your Pokemon on the fly. Oh, I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, Accessing uh, your PC anywhere you go, essentially. I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like no, that? No, I don't like that. Is, uh, is that too quality of a life thing for you? It removes some of the challenge. When was the la- Tyler, when was the last time you struggled to get through Victory Road? For me, it was Generation 4, where I had to think about the Pokemon in my party. I'd go two battles into Victory Road, and I'm like, shit, I'm out of meds. I have to go back, heal up, and then come back and proceed. Go another oh. two battles in, like shit go back heal up and then come back and proceed victory road was meant to be a challenge with, so, with this new system i i don't like it personally are you concerned that somebody does victory road and their team gets beat up and rather than going back and trying again they're just going to pull out more pokemon out of the pc yep i guess they could but in my instance like all my pokemon there in the pc suck so it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna like let's say when i eventually get the victory road and i'm gonna put a little pin in this how far are you in the game right now um i'm uh on my way i'm in vermilion city okay yeah and i just I, arrived uh, at vermilion so you're heading towards uh vermilion okay so you're heading towards uh, lieutenant badge. so third badge that that is yeah that is for from okay my bad my bad yeah and i am currently on the golden nugget bridge so i'm pushing towards the second badge right now so uh i guess uh like if i was playing uh in victory road at that point i'd probably have a badass team around like level 45 or something like that level 50 depending on how the level scaling which is really weird in this game all the levels are lower for me except for the gym leaders they go back up the normal and a little bit higher but it's like characters are throwing out like level three weedles and all of a sudden it's like level 12 onyx okay sure it was jesus that's the jump um because if you're like me and i like to spoil a few things I'm not going to spoil much, but really all you got to do is capture a bunch of Pokemon for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're going to fight your rival or your partner in the game um, with a level. He's got a level 5 Pikachu. In my case, I had a level 12 Eevee. Yeah. All because all I did was just catch Pokemon for a little while because it's supremely easy on the um, in handheld mode. I don't have to flick a controller or anything. All I got to do is press A, aim it using the uh, the motion controls, and then press A again. I think what happened in this situation was uh, I was catching Pokemon left and right in each zone, but when I got the Viridian Forest, I was like, fuck these Caterpies, fuck these Weedles, and I just kind of ran right through and just burnt right through it, and so I, I skipped like a, a huge chunk of uh, a chance to get a bunch of uh, experience out of that, which uh, is probably the weirdest thing for me so far is uh, the most or the best way to grind experience for your Pokemon is by trying to catch other Pokemon, Yep, because battling is finite. That, that is weird yep. to me, uh, having a limited amount of people to be able to catch or yep. uh, level up your Pokemon with. A uh, couple of things I'd like to show some respect for. I was uh, talking with Amanda about this, like, man, my rival's really nice, even though he looks scary as shit. I kind of wish they had a Gary in this game. Yeah, And, and lo and behold, up. from the motherfucking heavens, there's a point in this game that shows that Blue, not Gary, but Blue, has a presence in this game. I don't know how, when or why, I know for a fact that uh, he is not the gym leader of uh, Viridian City because we, we can see very clearly in the trailer and whatnot that Giovanni is going to be a thing in this, and it would make sense. This is not Generation 2 uh, Blue, even although it, it doesn't make sense in this case because 
in uh, Pokemon Yellow, uh, Blue technically should be the same age as uh, our characters in this, but in this case, he looks a couple years older now. He's you know he's not an adult or anything. Honestly, but... I can't even tell. Like he looked shorter than me, so I thought he was a kid. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 wrong. I haven't had a chance to like. Uh, my first encounter with him was uh, after Brock, but I have not actually battled him or anything, so I don't know. Yeah, what you, don't, you don't. You don't meet like. him after for a while. I can tell you that much. It's okay. I'm gonna say it's like I don't know if he's currently like ex world champion. He just got his butt kicked, so he's been brooding for the past couple of days, kind of thing. <laughs> or uh, if he's like, you know, I've been out two weeks before you have. Yeah. Uh, smell you later, sucker. Yeah. I don't remember. You know. So got that going on. Uh, another thing I appreciate, uh, big shout out to Pokemon Yellow is they introduce uh, Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make an uh, interesting presence in this. Uh, for some reason, uh, they murdered Meowth's voice. I don't. Meowth doesn't talk. Yeah. Meowth um. Yeah. I don't. Have... I don't know. I don't know why that. I found that weird. But I think that was the that was the case in Pokemon Yellow as well because that was the first Pokemon game I played and I don't think Meowth had actual lines. Oh no, Meowth. I mean, besides Pikachu, no other Pokemon were presents like uh, as a partner besides people like those Pokemon like uh, maybe a Snorlax or two. But yeah, there were like Meowth was not actually present in that except for some of the battles. Yeah, and so they put Meowth in this case, but Meowth does not talk even though he's with Jesse and James, and it just freaks me out. I I don't understand why that is, but that's not a big deal. Uh, having a good time so far. I got myself a bubble sword because the lady was impressed by the number of Pokemon I caught. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually getting ready to go up to get the Charmander, like in Pokemon Yellow, instead of making your Pikachu happy because my Pikachu loves shit out of me. He's like, oh, you got to catch at least fifty Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was uh, grinding Pokemon. That's why my Pokemon were overleveled before I even got to Nugget Bridge. And that's why I really? beat 50. Yep. Uh, because I did spoil that. I didn't know if you knew that. So I spoiled that a little bit for myself um, because I don't mind. Um, it's just yeah. the, the storyline concept be- behind that is uh, in Pokemon Yellow, the guy originally is like, oh, man, I want to take better care of my Charmander. I just don't think I can do it. I feel like I'm going to neglect it. Hey, your Pikachu loves the shit out of you. Will you take this Charmander and make it happy too? Yes, yes, yes. And That's that how that works. Along with um, so very, very kind of close to uh, the anime where Charmander uh, was abandoned to some Char- extent. And Charmander was abandoned, and then Ash found him, and he's like, "I, I can take care of you." Like if the cartoon was like the dark end of what happens if Ash took like an extra two days to get to where he should have been in the game, and the guy's yeah. like. You know, I'm gonna fucking abandon it. I, you know, it's like I, I love him, but by day two, standing out here trying to find some of the pawn it off to. Nope, here it's gonna rain, die. But uh, in, in this case, he's like, oh man, I think I'm a bad trainer. I really want someone to take good care of this Charmander because you know, it's like I don't have any other Pokemon that I can take care of like this. You know, right. I need them to get better. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can take a Charmander. And then he looks at me like, get Rex, son. I caught at least. 50 pokemon and what you have not done you gotta at least yep. do that if you want to it's like you have 49 other pokemon that you were neglecting but this is the <laughs> one that you want to give out what's going on here yeah like, um pokemon yeah that needs to get in here that's my issue like the game reinforces pokemon go so much especially with the catching mechanics and i still haven't and, even encountered the part where you're supposed to do something with your phone uh that's in fuchsia city fuchsia fuck city. city aka Koga? yeah okay uh, uh that, that's where that, the pokemon go park is or something probably the replace the safari zone if i was to yep. take a wild guess yep oh uh, boy. i would imagine so but yeah no it's um i i like it it's it's different having the pokemon spawn in the overworld and then you go and interact with them rather than you running through the grass i i can appreciate that being different have you um, been poking chaining 
uh, I've been trying to, but then I'd always run into fucking Radita and be like, it just break my streak. <laughs> I mean, do you have to catch it if you run away and run into the Pokemon. It breaks your no, it breaks your combo. I, oh I believe, man, I believe it breaks your combo. So if you're trying to like farm, like for me, I guess I was trying to farm uh, Mankeys or something like that, and some dickhole yeah. Spearow just comes your way, charges at you. Yeah, I believe it breaks your combo. Um, so I, I I can appreciate that. I'm I'm I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's different. Uh, but I really do dislike the way you catch Pokemon. Yes. Uh, I actually had a couple problems with this because I was excited when I, you know, first down of the game, I put it into the TV, to the my computer TV right here, and I was like, I can't wait. I'm going to use the Pro Controller. I'm going to charge it. Meanwhile, somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, some Japanese developer for this kind of like chuckled softly to himself in his sleep. <laughs> and it's like, you can't use the Pro Controller. Why not? It, it, I found out that, from what I can tell, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, prove me wrong, please, uh, you either can use it handheld, use both Joy-Cons on each side, or if you have it in a TV mode, you only use the right one only, and you can't use the left one unless you have a second player locally. You can't use a Pro Controller yet. Which is what me and Eugene did, my roommate, yesterday. He played with me a little bit. Now, explain to me, because I've seen a stream, I've seen weird things where I had originally came under the mindset, like, oh, if somebody uh, you know, over the internet wants to join me, we can party up and run around the thing. That is not the case. That you is can, not the case. Over the internet, the only thing you can do is trade and battle. Yep. Uh, locally, uh, through uh, there is a local thing where you can you know uh, put two switches together. I don't know what that does. And I then there's not heard about that. And then well, there's the option of doing local versus uh, uh, over the internet. And oh, then okay. no, that's still limited to uh, battling and trading. That's that's stupid. But yeah. then there's something else, super local, split. Uh, it's not even split screen, but like oh. same console thing. Amanda tried to explain this to me, but I feel like you'd be better suited for the. What's going on here? If somebody picks up the second Joy-Con and yep. pushes a button, what happens? Um, they join as a uh, uh, another player on the same quest as you, but they can't interact with anybody or any Pokemon. Uh, any battles that you join become two v one, and they have. Oh, the jeez, that that's horrible. Yeah, and they have the same Pokemon as in your party, uh, and they'll always they'll always start with the second Pokemon in your party. Uh, now, do they use your Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. So you have a party of six. They'll start with number two, and so they have three. You have three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you can you do that against like gym leaders and stuff? Yes, and I believe they can join in at any time. You can team up two v one. Yes, there's got to be no. There's got to be stipulations or something like that, right? No. Because and there's that, no and there's no two v two battles ever. I've I've done this on purpose. There's two v two battles. I've never, Team Rocket. Oh, okay. Outside of Team Rocket, that's you're right. I forgot about that. Outside eh. of Team Rocket, I've tried to force a situation where I had a trainer on the left, trainer on the right. I walked down the middle perfectly, but I'd only get seen by the one trainer. And then after that battle ended, all I had to do was move a pixel to the right, and I'd get seen by the other trainer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So if you wanted to make this game ungodly easier, you could have a Joy-Con in each hand activate a local player that's pretending to be a second player yep. for you. That that's that is interesting. I, I yep. And if you if you really want to make it easier, I guess. No, I I understand. Like looking at it from like a um, when I try to take a step back and uh, look at the game, really it just is a um, you've had a long shitty week. All right, here's a fun Pokemon game. Just enjoy. You don't need to think about it too much. You don't need to grind too much. You just jump in, play, catch a few Pokemon, level up that way, and do the thing. That's what I see the game as. Um, I have my issues with it. I've made that very clear. Um, 
and and I like how you never have to keep your partner Pokemon in your party, but then they give your partner Pokemon the equivalent of uh, HMs, which I believe they call special moves. So mm. that's cut, surf, fly, stuff like that. Um, and even if they're not in your party, they'll still have that happen, and it doesn't take up a move slot, which is which I think is a nice quality of life, and it fits into the design of this game. I don't necessarily think it's it's a uh, a necessary addition or a nice addition for like a main core game because you, it it prevents you from thinking about how you're going to go about exploring the world. It's just giving you so many options where it just makes exploring the world easy, and I don't think that should ever be the case. I and how? Have, yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, so overall, how are you feeling about the idea of being able to play with a guest player on your account when you're playing? I mean, it's it's fun. Um, I uh, Eugene had has uh, sight issues, so we were sitting pretty far from the TV, and he didn't have his glasses on. So he's like, and he was tired, so he said he'd try it later. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure, and you might be able to help me with this. If he were to make an account on my Switch, would he be able to start a new game as a, a fresh as a fresh character? Yes, my wife okay. right now is currently further ahead than I am right now. Okay, good. So then that way he can explore the game if he wants to as well. Um, but. That actually led to an issue because uh, Amanda went over with the the switch over the hangout with Dustin, mm-hmm. person that bought Evie, and you know the the original concept like oh if we put ours together we can play locally together and walk around. No, you can't do that. Oh, okay. And then Dustin's yep. like, all right, I want you to play with me then. And Amanda's like, no, eat shit. I haven't started yet. I want to play on my own. And uh, so Amanda had to choose between, you know, working on her own account or playing as a one-time guest character for to help. Yeah, where none of the rewards or anything, like, you're just, like, there. Like, really, so if, if, if the person, like, for some reason doesn't want to make their own Pokemon game or something like that and you want them to join you, or I guess if you have, like, a little brother or sister or something like that, I guess I could see that, too, but it's Something just, like that, yep. And, and as player one, you still have full control over. So it doesn't do the thing where um, you both have to be on the screen at the same time. So yeah. like the screen doesn't move if you go to one corner and it's not going to move until they start moving towards you. Um, you can keep going because you're player one. You'll keep going and they'll get lost wherever they are. And all they, but all they, but all they got to do is shake the controller and they'll just join, jump back right on. The same oh, kind of like screen. a new Super Mario Brothers shaking you bubbling come back. Yeah. Um, overall, it's all right. I, I can see why a casual player, a casual audience would enjoy it, and they'd have no problem with it. Anybody coming over from Pokemon Go who happens to have a Switch would have fun with it. But anybody who's coming over who has a Switch and plays Pokemon Go, they're not your regular Pokemon player. Do you I, feel I would like, like make the, is this yeah. a game that you could see yourself uh, trying to play competitively? No, because there's no abilities. That I, I'm, I'm asking questions. Hey, there no, was I'm, no I'm, abilities sorry, back in I'm Generation not, 1, okay? I, I understand that, but then I, I'm really confused as to what they're trying to do with this game. I honestly <laughs> think that they they just, all they saw was a cash cow and nothing more than where does this game fit in our lineup. Uh, did you prefer a handheld mode or TV mode? Handheld mode by far. Because, and I agree with this, because when I first played on the TV, trying to aim and swing that nunchuck. Oh, it's garbage. It, it's a fucking nightmare, especially if they start moving. It's like, okay, I'll try the toss yeah. forward. And it's like, oh, you dropped your ball. <laughs> Yeah, no. And then but on, I did do the thing where I held my uh, nunchuck to the side and then came in at an angle and do it like in the anime, like Ash, and I managed to catch you one your once. Turn back out and everything. <laughs> but uh, no, it's garbage uh, with with the handle, and it's also weird. Well, I don't no, like it. You got the, you mean garbage got, the TV? Sorry, yeah, garbage the TV mode. And it's also weird. You have one hand on the joystick 
and then you have to use the same hand for the buttons. It, yes. like, I don't I don't like that. You cramp your hand up doing that shit. Oh, yeah. And that is uh, a little bit rough. It, you know, it, people seeing the overarm motion, it's like uh, trying to do a karate chop with the Wiimote. And uh, as long as you do it straight, you know, narrow to the you know, middle, uh, you know, toss a Pokeball at it. Or if you're playing in handheld mode, and I like this a lot better, it engages a uh, press and hold A. And when you let go A, it's going to launch a Pokeball. No, you don't even have to hold. All you got to do is press once, and then press line up, and then press again. Yeah. And the instead of using, uh, trying to aim or whatnot, you know, figure out the best thing. It's weird that it does a completely different schematic. I would have thought they'd done touch screen like Pokemon Go style. They're, they're that's, what, that's what my uh, roommate was trying as well. He was like trying to like spin the ball around and touch screen. I'm like, yeah. dude, there's there's no ball. You just press A again. <laughs> and like, it's gyroscope. You aim it's a gyroscope. gyroscope. Yeah. It's Splatoon style almost. Uh, just yeah. aiming and then firing. And it's so much nicer and accurate. Yeah. Oh, so good. But uh, I, I, there, this is a pending review. We got a bunch more to play here. We, we got several more hours. Currently... Currently, I'm on my way to building up my perfect Generation 1 team. I say uh, almost perfect. Um, I'm only missing on my Generation 1 team. I usually have an Electabuzz in lieu of an uh, Eevee. Uh, but I'm okay with having an Eevee instead of an Electabuzz. Because they in certain cities... Uh, oh, oh. Uh, they... Uh, okay. They, they give you plenty of affordances to make your Eevee or your Pikachu strong enough where it'll hold a place on its own because you cannot evolve them at all. You cannot evolve your Eevee or Pikachu. So if you ever picked up Eevee thinking that you could get a Vaporeon, a Jolteon, a Flareon, you cannot do that. Um, and You're for real. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm not. No, yeah, you cannot do I that. Mean, this makes sense. It does make sense. If I buy or if I catch another Pikachu of Radiant Forest, could I level that one up into a Raichu? Yes, yes, you can. Okay. Because I caught like six in Viridian Forest. Actually, I got really lucky. I walked into Viridian Forest and found a uh, Bulbasaur just sitting right next to the door. So I yeah, caught me that too. bit immediately. I got lucky with that shit. Um, uh, man, that makes me feel a lot better because, uh, and this is weird because in Pokemon Yellow, Pikachus did not spawn. Uh, you you couldn't get it unless you got oh, it from yeah, unless, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got the one that's with you. Yeah. And they, they want you to bond with your Pikachu and God forbid you ever, ever try to evolve it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh I'm trying to think of the things I like really don't like, but honestly, it, it stinks because I'm having the time of my life most of the time. But then there's times where it just kind of like whoop, there goes gravity, you know, snap back to reality kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, that's right. I and this is gonna be a hot take. I feel like this could have been or might have been at one point an idea for a mobile game. I feel like if this was DLC for Pokemon Go, like a heavy storyline campaign DLC for Pokemon Go. I could see it turning into that. I I can see I can see where you're coming with from that, but where you want to buy more pokeballs and stuff like that, it, you know, you play with your Pokemon Go team, or it just maybe it seemed like it didn't work out so well, so they kind of like threw it at Nintendo. The Pokemon company was like, well, with the clear fucking highway robbery that is the Pokemon Let's Go uh, P- uh, Pokeball Plus whatever combo, I think they'll be set for a while because everybody's going to buy this game. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Game itself, everybody's going to buy this game. They're not going to be worried about money. Um, for me, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so uh, I I think I'm going to keep Pika Chad on my team till the end of time because he's my yeah. homeboy no one so, touches his uh, and this is not like a you're gonna you're gonna run into a couple of move tutors for your partner that'll teach them a bunch of different oh yeah pika zap yeah. zip zap yeah. and so there are other types uh you get uh fairy ghost dark type moves 
Um, and so, the, like I said, there are plenty of affordances where they allow your partner Pokemon to keep up with the flow of the game. And it's interesting because uh, from what I can tell, if you don't have Pikachu on your team or Eevee on your team, it will still perch on your shoulder like a yep. goddamn parrot. That's that, uh, that's 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 a really nice addition. It um, is immersion, really nice. Immersion wise, I think this game is pretty good. Um, I think they did a really good job of making a really dynamic environment because there are things like where if you visit the museum in uh, Pewter City and if you have a uh, Nidoran male or female, um, any of their evolutions out and they're following you, if you pass by the Moonstone, they'll uh, we, uh, veer away from you and stare at the Moonstone because as we know, Nidorinos and Nidorinas evolve via Moonstone. Hmm. Um, yep. So it's it's just it's just little shit like that that yeah, you'll, I find weird interactions you didn't notice. Like, oh, it's like Pikachu um, ran away to look at this. I caught a Pikachu in Viridian Forest and so I had a Pikachu uh, out of the Pokeball with me um, and he was just running circles around me going further ahead, just zipping here and there and this is a really little happy little <laughs> fella. Um, honestly, like, immersion wise just like walking it makes around. you feel good and happy at times this game is fantastic and so I'm, I'm just really split for me it's like a solid if i had to give it a number right now it's a solid like 6.8 out of 10 it, I, I will not give it a number this early in the game i uh at it, the it, moment that's what it's about but it could change but i'm still very like i'm glad i was right catching I, pokemon i was not happy about that this is a game I feel like I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna play. Maybe try to get some shinies using the Poke Chain because uh, that's one of the biggest things about Poke Chaining. If you try to catch the same Pokemon over and over and over, I believe the more you uh, like push it on, the better the Pokemon might get in terms of IVs, and more importantly, yeah. there is a higher chance of uh, a shiny version of that Pokemon appearing when yeah. you can try to catch it. And uh, people, you know, been running around with Mew and their team because they're god awful suckers that paid $50, $40 for that fucking ball. Yep. Uh, this is a game I know I'm going to play. I'm Once I beat it, I'm probably going to put it down kind of thing. Because uh, after that, it's like, what, what is my after end game at this point? Maybe try to catch Mew too. If, if, that, if that's a thing. Um, I don't know. I, for me, I can tell you what my end game is. Um there are there are these uh, people in the in the world known as Pokemon Masters. Yeah. Uh, where for specific Pokemon, and you have to challenge them to battle using that same Pokemon. So you'll have a Bulbasaur Master, you'll have an Ivysaur Master, you'll have a Venusaur Master. Okay. And my end game is getting all of those titles to become the Pokemon Master. And I'm sure once I uh, link uh, my Pokemon Go account to uh, the game, things are going to take an interesting turn as well. So. I'll see not what really, happens can, with that. Except for Meltan, and I'm not sure how that works. All you can really do is send Pokemon from Pokemon Go to the thing. Okay. Don't step in my dreams. Let me have I'm dreams, so, man. Sorry. Don't let my dreams be made. I'm sorry, Tyler. But that's Jeez. Pokemon Go for this week. Uh, there is one last Pokemon game I'd Go. like to touch on real quick. Yes. It's a game that I didn't personally play, but I watched a lot of my wife playing it, and that is uh, Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. I, yeah, uh, I never played Spyro growing up, but this game looks fantastic. She beat the first game in six hours, and she had the time of her life up until the very end because the boss is uh, a little difficult. Not too yeah. rough, but it's just, you know, God forbid they put a uh, semi-decent hard uh, ch platforming challenge that she just had a little trouble with. And if she died, she had to start the process over and over. And it just from the beginning, I think there's like five, six stages, and she kept dying at stage four, so she had kept having to do the first three stages and just irked her but uh even then she beat it she's working on sparrow 2 it looks glorious like if, if if there's any way i could somehow give more praise to 
Insomniac's trilogy getting such a glorious update to the modern HD world. I don't think I could give it like I, I this this Spyro is the first uh, video game that I've ever played. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, first 3D game because I realized I had a Super Nintendo before I got the PlayStation, but it was the first game I ever gotten on the PlayStation. I played it, fell in love with it. I uh, didn't get to play two as much. I played Spyro 3 Year of the Dragon. That was a fucking blast. And just watching her play these levels over and over, just seeing everything look good. Man, it hits you right in the nostalgia. Yep. And even if you haven't played or beaten it before, it's still fun. Oh, no, it, it, it looks fantastic. It's unique because uh, when people think of platformers, like, you know, the most uh, notable one would probably be Mario or Mario Odyssey yeah. in this case. And people, you know, Mario can't glide as well. He, he, he can jump no. and stuff like that, but he's not very uh, horizontal at times. He's uh, mostly vertical. And the people learning that there's, you know, different types of challenges by exploring places that are really far away versus, you know, trying to jump up to something. And uh, I felt like Insomniac had a good uh, level of uh, joking around and whatnot. Like, for example, back in the day, the first boss was toasty. And when you open the dragon, that's right for the boss. And the guy's like, watch out, Spyro. Toasty has a couple of tricks up his sleeves. Don't give him, you know, don't give him any slack. And then Mar- uh, Mario, uh, Spyro torches and it turns out that it's this giant scarecrow with a scythe. And it's really just a, a sheep on stilts. And it's like, oh, that, that's the big trick. Ha ha ha. And there was a time where she, uh, she was doing a level in uh, Ripto's Rage uh, today. And it's like, oh, save us from this evil Yeti. I don't know why I have like a light German accent. <laughs> and she gets to the end to, uh, you know, fight off this Yeti that's like yelling and shit. And like a giant statue just comically lands on him, kills him. Congratulations, you beat the boss. <laughs> and, you know, the, the guy's like, oh, I didn't think it would be that easy. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And maybe they were trying to build the plot design and they're like, eh, screw it. Drop a statue on him. And it's just it's funny it's fun i've had a yeah. good time watching her play and i can't wait to play it myself got my hands full right now so i got you know definitely a game worth paying 40 dollars for if i had to tell you whether or not to get let's go pikachu slash eevee or spyro reignited trilogy i could tell you 40 dollars for 60 dollars that spyro would probably be the better buy right now but if you're a heavy pokemon fan and you're not like a variety all you know like all the games then you know obviously Pokemon's gonna be for you yeah so that's it for uh, games I played this week, and man, we we definitely talked. Yeah, Oof. we chewed into the time, but it, it, it was going to happen. I predicted that was going to happen, considering it's Let's Go. Um, yeah. So, how are we going to jump into this modular segment here? Because uh, this is uh, this is quite a wild ride over here. Um, I, I I looked over this list. There are only a few ones that have like full on detailed explanations. True. Uh, we can. Uh, for, uh, to, to explain well like i want to have a fun modular segment there's a lot of pokemon names out there that are just simply weird as shit and it's like why the hell did they call it that now japanese names and the american english names are completely different like for example uh you know people know wabafet as wabafet uh, he wobbles and then he, he i don't know buffets i don't know but in japanese it's uh focused on the name of a like a slap stick uh comedy style and uh you know it has completely cool origins that people don't know about but in english you know there's a couple of words like uh for example uh vulpix yep it's like vulpix is you know a very popular pokemon uh, it falls into nine tails everybody knows what nine tails means it has nine tails it has nine tails um but more importantly it relates to the japanese folklore of the nine-tailed fox yes 
Yeah. And Vulpix, you know, I didn't know that uh, foxes, uh, like a term for them was Vulpine or Vulpine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Vulpine plus six because Vulpix has only six tails. Uh, Vulpix, you know, I thought that was interesting. Uh, another thing that I saw was uh, Arcanine. Arcanine is, uh, you know, everybody talked about how uh, Arcanine was technically considered the legendary Pokemon. It was supposed to be something like that, but didn't quite make that far into the world. It's like, okay, can- canine makes sense, but why Arc? Apparently, it's supposed to be Arcane and Canine. And I was like, okay, sure. Uh, Gengar was another good one that I really had a little appreciation for because, uh, you know, Ghastly, okay, it's Gas. You know, it's small. You know, it's it's Ghastly. Ooh, spooky. Right. And then Haunter, you know, haunt, 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 haunt. Yeah. But then there was Gengar. Why, why would they call it Gengar? It just felt weird. And so, and this uh, website, you know, PokemonDB.net, thank you, uh, they explained that Gengar, uh, they call it uh, from uh, Doppelganger, or, you know, somebody's uh, exact double or shadow of them. And so uh, Gengar is supposed to be a reference to Doppelganger, which would make sense to me. And I, I you know, I thought that was cool. Now, uh, what about Togepi? What's going on Togepi's name over here? Um, uh, with Togepi, you have the word Togi, which means spike. And I'm not sure. I'm assuming in Japanese. I would imagine in Japanese. And then P is uh, to chirp, which is a Japanese, which is a common Japanese sound effect in. Um, uh, it's it's like it's a cultural thing with how we say dogs say woof. Uh, it's not. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's almost universal, but it's not the same like across the globe. So it's one of those cultural things, and it's how they have the uh, sound effects uh, drawn out or written in uh, manga. Um, and then so same thing with the uh, uh, with its evolution, Togetic, Togi, Spike, and Tick uh, in lieu of Chick. Hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one that I really saw first, and I saw you already put it on the list, was um, Ampharos. Yes. Uh, now, I personally love Ampharos. What yes. a tank. Special defense, high as hell. Special attack, hits really solid, and then it gets a mega evolution hit. Big fan of it back in Gen 2 days, yes. Um, and so it's a it's a triple compounded word. Triple uh, like whammy. Uh, we've got Ampere, Pharos, and Pharaoh. And Ampere is a unit of electrical current. Makes sense there. It's an electrical yep. type. Uh, Pharos is a, is Greek for lighthouse. And so I can see that because it's tall. And it's I'm pretty sure Pokemon. it's, it's the Pokemon in charge of lighthouse. lighthouse. Exactly. And it's uh, Pharaoh. Um, the Pharaoh is an ancient, it's an ancient Egyptian ruler. And uh, I can sort of see that with the design. And it references here as well that Ampharos was designed after like, an, like a Pharaoh. And you can sort of see that with the colors and the design pattern. So it's interesting because they triple whammy this. I wonder, I'm assuming they probably did the name afterwards. Or I, I don't know. I don't I, know that's what, what I first. think. I was looking at a lot of these names and just looking at the Pokemon. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that for a majority of, for, okay, uh, this is an assumption I'm making, that for a lot of them that they design first and then come up with the name. I'm sure they have very specific ones where they're like, all right, we need to have Pokemon that sounds, that has a name like this. And that sort of does this or does this. Right? I honestly feel like they would have had to do the uh, the the Pokemon design first, honestly, because the I don't know. I have no for, idea. No, the, no, I, for Ampharos, yes, I, I would agree. Ampharos would be like a legendary uh, thought process on how they came up with that name because Ampere makes sense because it's electric type. But then they uh, they whether or not you know how the sequence of events happened here. It's like oh, let's put it in a tower. Oh gosh, Jasmine, this Pokemon's sick. Oh god. It's like okay, Ampharos. That is Greek. Was it Greek? Uh, Pharos was Greek for lighthouse. Yeah. 
Yeah, for Lighthouse. And so Ampharo, okay, that's cool. But then it's like, we got to put one last thing on it to get the extra edge. And it's like mind blown, fifth level explosion mentally and all that stuff. Yeah. Pharaoh. Yeah. Has no correlation whatsoever. But you know what? We're going to make a three, stru- three step name. And then, so Ampharos just gives a Pharaoh ear look, has a, a lighthouse part of the name and symbolism for it. And just the fact that it was electricity, I thought that was cool. I would like to think that for certain like legendaries, when they're designing legendaries, um, that they figure out lore and stuff first before they even start designing and they sort of name around that. And for me, uh, that would be the uh, elemental dogs. So Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. Like, yeah. all right, we, we want these puppy dog like Pokemon, the legendary shore one for each element. And so they sort of already have like, all right, we kind of know what we're going to be putting in their names. So I, I like to think that for some Pokemon, you have that sort of process, but for a lot of them, they design first and like, all right, let's name the son of a bitch. Fair enough. Uh, the next one I put up here was uh, Zatu. Oh, uh, I hate Zatu so much. N- now, you you could uh, say Zatu or Natu, depending on what evolution. So uh, I did not know this, but in uh, Samoan mythology, uh, Atu, A-T-U, was considered the first man in history. Yep. And so I don't know why they call it not to. They don't. They don't point out that the the N has any reference to anything. But uh, so not to and Zatu. Uh, in Zatu, they say that the X is just considered exotic to Atu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know Zatu is the kind of uh, Pokemon that can predict national uh, d- disasters and all that stuff. Right. Has the ability of foresight. I don't know what that has to do at all with the name whatsoever. I feel like this might be kind of like a eh, a mixed bag kind of situation. Um, The only way I can see it relating to the name in any sort of way is the design. Um, It's very much a... uh, I know this is not the correct term, so I apologize for this, but this is the only cultural thing that uh, that I'm reaching for. Uh, Very totem pole design. And this relates more strongly to like First Nations art. Uh, uh, And so in the Pacific Northwest... Um, it's Samoan, uh, Samoa Falls and like the Pacific, um, uh, the Ring of Fire and stuff like that. So for me, that's where I could see, uh, the name purely and the origin for that and how it relates to the design, but in how the Pokemon and the name of the Pokemon relate to each other, I don't see that. So I agree with you there. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what's the next one on the list? Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, Girafferig and I just need to find Girafferig. We've got... It's interesting because, uh, I always call it Girafferig or something like that. It was just some weird name. It, it's one of those Pokemon names that are, I just feel like it's just Fubar at this point. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting English side note. If it's a proper, if it's a proper noun, you can pronounce it any way you want, as long as you're hitting all the letters, if it's English. Oh, just... cool. I could know. be very wrong. I'm I I'm terrible at English. Oh, did you just make that up? Probably. Um, so uh, we we get the first part of it. Giraffe rig uh, comes from giraffe, uh, long necked animal, yep. and uh, this is this is something I didn't realize until a few years ago that it's actually a palindrome. Giraffe rig's name is a palindrome, mm-hmm. and that makes sense all in its own because it has now, two sides to it. What but is it's not uh, the exact opposite? It's a palindrome. Is, yeah is uh, is a word that one half is equivalent to the other so giraffe rig is g-i-r-a-f and then it repeats itself but in in a reverse uh, reverse order so it goes Do g-i-r-a-f see god that yes is a that's, a, that's a so it's a word or a phrase where uh, if you split it in half the order of the letters are the same uh, except one half is reversed right yeah kind of like evie 
exactly like Evie, actually. And I, I don't know why. I, I like to explain things in long, convoluted ways and not the easy way out. It's okay. Um, like, uh, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, uh, Arbok is Cobra backwards. Ekans is Snake backwards. And Mach is dot, dot, dot. And then everybody's <laughs> like, oh, they, they forget that, you know, they try to apply it in some of the other Pokemon. And then Jirafferig, uh, like, their eyes, their third eye opens like, oh. I understand now. This makes so much sense. And people don't know what it's called. And, you know, it's a palindrome. I thought it was cool. Now, this one, uh, this is starting to go into the territory where you picked uh, some Pokemon here. What's going on here? So we've got Lucario and Riolu. Riolu and Lucario. Uh, they're both based off um, a, a mythical metal, um, Orichalcum. Um, and Riolu is the Japanese syllables switched around. And Lucario is the Japanese syllables reversed. Um, and I don't really know. I haven't done much research into the metal itself. But or I, uh Yeah, but I thought oh, yeah. that was interesting. Um, this, is the, this is one of the few that were not related to the the the, the shape, uh, the design of the Pokemon in any way. Um, yeah. I, I was say, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, uh, like if, if there's any correlation. I mean, it's a steel type. So maybe uh, the name, you know, A, it sounds cool, first off. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess more B, they want to make it sound like it has a cool, tough-sounding metal, even though it still gets torched by fire types. Yeah, I guess I guess purely the, they wanted to focus the medical aspect on it, because if we go lore-wise, uh, Lucario is very, uh, very much a uh, um, an energy pokemon they they yeah, like, he uses the power of key or chi yeah and so i can i guess that's the connection there and the fact that they're also like part steel type hmm. all right and uh you got musharna which musharna. uh musharna 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 uh, oh there's like, another triple uh whammy i would like to start it off with uh mana and it gets uh deeper into explanation here all right, so uh, Muna, Muna, uh, whatever we want. Uh, it's based on two words. Um, it is a psychic type Pokemon. Uh, first word is Muso, which is Japanese for dream. And the second word is Lunar uh, in relation to the moon. And this makes if, sense. If that's the case, then I'd probably say it's Muna instead of Mana. Muna, okay. Lunar. Just, no. just that's my argument on that one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and this makes sense because this was... Uh, this is a Generation Five Pokemon, and that's when the Dream World came out, I believe. And so these are the the mascot Pokemon of the Dream World, uh, right. or at least the evolution was. And the evolution is Musharna, where we have Muso for uh, Japanese for Dream again. We have uh, Lunar in relation to the Moon, uh, and then in the middle, right, the big collision of words is Musha Musha, which is a Japanese uh, cultural sound for eating. Musha Musha. Yeah, and this makes sense because uh, Musharna is uh, an avid user of the move Dream Eater, as far as we know. Okay, so it's along the same lines of uh, Hypno and uh, Gengar kind of things, where they just yeah. love using Dream Eater. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, and I thought that was uh, pretty cool, and that made a lot more sense, but it's a thing that we wouldn't have understood because we're not Japanese. Hmm. Right. Um, and then the last two I put down were El Giam and lgm uh yeah yeah actually yeah lgm and bm i just want to say uh i did not know about this and i thought this was hella awesome so lgm and then bhm so yeah yeah, so lgm uh uses the initials for little green man 
uh, which which stands for an alien. And I'm not sure where these like these seem like common pop culture initials. So we've got L G M, and the so they just sort of stylize it into a word for the Pokemon L G M. Um, and then we've got Behem, which uh, has the initials B E M, which stands for bug-eyed monster, which is also another word for an alien. And so I'm assuming like little green man is smaller than a bug-eyed monster. Uh, in my head, anyways, I think anytime somebody says a bug-eyed monster, a monster immediately it's something that's at least six feet tall, or right. at least something about five feet eight. And so I'm like, all right, so that makes sense uh, as why it would work for an evolution. And so we have B E M that was stylized into Behem. This is some good. This is really good stuff to learn. I'm I, I, like I keep looking at the list and like, oh man, I didn't know about that one. Uh, like a like, lot of these other things kind of like make sense and they're not too far off. Like deoxys is in relation to a specific acid that's found in DNA molecules. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I wouldn't know that unless I knew chemistry, but that makes sense. And so it doesn't seem too far off the. So, uh, for example, Xerneas X is the letter in which Xerneas appears or the game. Uh, and then Sununas, uh, uh, which is a, I slaughtered that name, uh, Celtic God based on a deer which itself uh, comes from the Latin name service. So Xerneas, Serunias, and then X. So Xerneas, uh, there we go. Yeah. Then you got Yvetel, the, uh, the the giant dark turkey of Y. And then you got Y in combination with Wyvern, so the Yvette. But then they did a third way by combining with uh, Quetzal, which is a colorful long-tailed bird, which a lot of people would probably correlate to, uh, I don't remember Quetzal if it's mine. Quetzalcoatl, yes. Yeah. And so they got some good runs there, but then finally, and I want to give the fullest uh, glory to this, is uh, Zygarde, the Pokemon that's supposed to be in you know Pokemon Z that never came out. Yep. And the letter representing the third coordinate axis, so you know the, the the balance. And then guard is French for guard or protect. So these people, you know, it was a Celtic deer god that represented X, and then there was a giant dark wyvern turkey god. That represent Y, and then to make sure that shit didn't go awry, you had the Z access that was guarding it. And I thought that was cool as shit. Oh, man. Uh... Right, I was just looking up um, um, Kyogre, Groudon, and Rayquaza because we were talking about the trilogy. And yeah. Kyogre, uh, so Kai is the Japanese for ocean, Orca is species of whale. And so that's how they made that. We've got Groudon, I think is fairly obvious. We've got Ground, um, and then Dawn. Uh, which in this case they're taking of great size, importance, or lord or master. And so okay. Groudon is literally master of the earth. And then Rayquaza, uh, Quasar is a distant star, and Ray is a beam of light. And so Rayquaza is sort of just always up in the upper reaches of the atmosphere and just sort of distant, just watching over. And hates the shit out of DNA for some reason. Yep. All right. Uh, tots? Tots? Do we want to do the tots this week? Do we? I can edit the shit out of this. Yeah, uh, we are a little bit over time. Yeah, we'll save Tots for next week. Oh, we got okay. plenty of time to talk about stuff. Tots was Pokemon at this point. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, let's see. I will do this day in gaming. You get game releases? Yep. Yeah. Oof. All right, so for all you people listening, uh, here's some of the game releases coming out. Uh, November 20th, we've got five different games. So starting off with Marvel Spider-Man DLC 2, Turf Wars that comes out on the PS4. It was only on the PS4 anyways. Uh, DLC so quick. That's... Uh, yeah, I believe there's DLC that's already out. Yeah. Uh, oh. They've been pumping out the, this very quickly with uh, 
I believe a lot of people keep talking about the character called uh, Black Cat. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, a character that's going to have more and more importance later on. And yeah, they're uh, pumping okay. out DLC like crazy with the season are pass. These, are, are the, okay, so it's a season pass. Okay. I believe there is a season pass, yes. Okay. Uh, Battlefield 5 officially out uh, November 20th as well. P- yeah, C- don't forget P- about this one, guys. Please, please play Battlefield um, 5. Warframe comes out for the Switch on the 20th. And Weird, but okay. Here's. Here's a, a, a word of caution. If you have a Warframe account on PC, um, it only transfers one way. So if you log into Ooh. it, I, I could be very wrong here, so please look this up. If you have a Warframe account on PC that you put a lot of time into it, I believe that it locks it to the Switch when you transfer over. I remember Ooh. reading or hearing somebody talk about this, and again, I could be very wrong. I probably am wrong, but there is no, some some you. trickery there. Uh, then we've got a PSVR game coming out called Squishies. Uh, Tyler, do you know anything about this? Absolutely not. Uh, if sounds anything, good. Yeah, uh, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, I don't know when uh, the uh, the game Astrobots comes out. And in fact, uh, while I strangle about or make up words, uh, I'm going to tell you about uh, this game. Uh... <laughs> so Squishies it gave me a very oh god. Uh, I know nothing about Squishies. However, right. Astrobot uh, VR, PS4, PSVR coming off <laughs> of the you know PlayStation 4 is uh, a fantastic game according to the people that I've heard about it. It's Understood. Gonna... Oh, it's out right now. Okay, cool. It okay. got released on October 2nd. Never mind. Anyways, Astrobot, Astrobot. is out right yes. now. Yeah. Um, last game for the 20th, uh, Experiment Gone Rogue. Uh, Steam Early Access, so it's actually not out, but... Just so you're aware, that's the official early access release that it's out on the Rift and the Vive. Nice. Yeah. So uh, definitely a higher up there uh, VR game. Um, then we've got two more games, both on the 22nd of November. We've got Woodpunk that comes out on PC and Battery Jam that comes out on the Switch on the 22nd of November in North America, but December 4th in Europe. Uh, Tyler, do you know anything about either of these games? I certainly don't. So, okay. Batter Jam is something I would not want to have on the Nintendo Switch, but if it was just a game, then, you know, uh, Batter Jam is a game that's currently out on Steam for uh, 15 bucks right now. So, it's going to come out. It's probably going to be like 25 because that's how it goes. Uh, from what I can tell, it is uh, a puzzle battle game. Uh, think uh, Bomberman uh, style where you're uh, playing on a platform, trying to knock each other off the platform and all that stuff. But instead of using bombs and power-ups, uh, you're going to be able to color the map or the ground that you're stepping on different colors. It might give you different bonuses. And you're going to have power-ups that you can shoot each other throughout the arena while trying to dodge uh, specific hazards. Right. It looks like a, a fun, uh, you know, beat each other up. I'm guessing the battery jam is a reference to you hitting a battery and just smacking the hell out of somebody. Right. So. And then Woodpunk is a roguelike uh, experience. It's a roguelike game, top-down view, in a medieval Woodpunk universe where the primary energy resource is wood. Um, it looks like uh, Castle Crashers meets, like, one of those kinds of games where it's just mayhem and it's just a roguelike. Yeah. Okay. Um, so moving on to this day in gaming. Uh, the day is uh, November 19th. A incredible day in history, people. Uh, for those who are listening to this game or this podcast as it comes out on Monday, today marks the 12-year anniversary of the Nintendo Wii. And as such, yeah, it, 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 it feels so weird because uh, I feel like the Nintendo Wii is where I, like, I evolved into, like, I'm going to play video games for the rest of my life kind of thing versus I'm trying to play it whenever I have free time kind of thing. Right, right. 
uh, it, it, it changed a lot. So it marks 12 years since I hit that level in the world. And quite frankly, totally okay with it. So that being said, I could list off every motherfucking Wii game that came out at launch. Or I could just tell you a couple of good ones that came out. But let's not get too far. That's 2006. Back in 2013, two games came out uh, five years ago. Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed 4, I believe Black uh, Flag. that Black Flag came Fantastic out on game. Steam. And then actually three games, Battlefield 4 and Call of Duty Ghost, both came out at the same time, it appears, on the Xbox One in 2013. That seems yeah. kind of crazy to me. I'm not sure uh, how likely. I mean, that, that would have been when they were butting heads like crazy. Uh, back in 2012, six years ago, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 came out for Steam. And obviously it came back uh, a longer time ago when it came out originally. I believe it was either, I believe it was Dreamcast. It might have came out the second one. I know the first one came on Dreamcast. It might have been PS2. Uh, and of course, uh, here starts uh, a couple of uh, Wii games. Uh, 2007, uh, a one-year anniversary of the Wii coming out. Uh, 2007, so 11 years ago. Link's crossbow training came out, uh, introducing the concept of the, the Wiimote Zapper, where you could uh, shoot pots off of the top of Gorn's heads. Okay. Let's see. Uh, over uh, back in 2007 as well, coming out the same day, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. So Uncharted 2, okay. I believe. Well, yeah, uh, maybe. No, is Drake's Fortune the first one? I have no No, I think Drake's Deception. I don't know. Fortune. It is the first game in the Uncharted series. Okay. It's it's just weird because I, it makes sense, but I, I believe he explained it. I know it is Uncharted one, two, three, four, and but some places they don't have the numbers. Some places they only right. Have we the talked about this with Ratchet and Clank last week. Yep. Right. Uh, so that came out in uh, 2007. So that game is now officially 11 years old. Happy birthday to uh, the birth of Uncharted. What a way it went with Naughty Dog. Uh, coming out in 2006, we have quite a few games. Like I said, 12 years for the Nintendo Wii to have come out. Uh, notable games that came out that day were Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2, a very popular 3D battle of real, well, not real style game, but it's, it's something similar where the concept of being able to play a 3D style uh, Budokai game was fantastic. It did great on the first one and improved heavily on the second one. And uh, I personally preferred to play it on the PlayStation 2, but there are some people out there such as Cam that said not only would he respectfully play it on the Wii, you could do it with the GameCube controller for some reason. Didn't make sense, but whatever. Uh, uh, also coming out that day was Wii Sports. Wii Sports is also 12 years old, and it's probably one of the highest, most packaged games in the world, uh, besides a couple of games such as Tetris and whatnot. Uh, you might have thought I was trying to skip something, but I wanted to save uh, the best Wii game for last. I understand. Uh, 12 years it. old on this day in history. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess came out for the Nintendo Wii. Uh, I did believe, I do believe it comes out like a week or two later for the GameCube as well. I don't believe it was simultaneously because they uh, they wanted people, you know, you if you're buying the Wii and you're supporting us, you deserve you know other other bullshit. Right. Also coming this day uh, for the 360, I believe by Burger King as the the publisher, if you will, uh, Sneak King, Sneak King, uh, the popular. Uh, you know get a free game with your meal kind of thing came out 12 years ago haven't seen a game like that in a, quite a long time where you just plug holy it in shit it is go. actually published by burger king i you thought i was kidding uh the, i believe it's a kart racing game that involves the burger king himself uh or something along the lines i know it focuses on him it, it was fun it was fun uh this kind came out in europe 
for the GameCube 2004, 14 years old. Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia is now 14 years old uh, when it was published in Europe. And then lastly, but not the least, of course, uh, with the retrospective with uh, the new game coming out this December. Europe, uh, for Europe, Nintendo 64, 1999. This game is 19 years old. Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64. Happy birthday, Super Smash Brothers. Happy you're, uh, birthday. You're uh, a illegal you're legal in Canada. One. Yeah, congrats. Made it up in the world. And uh, I think that's pretty much it on my end. Uh, what about you? Uh, no, that's about it. Um, I I did want to, what? Oh, I'm just in party mode. Woo! Woo! Uh, I'm going to play a crap ton more of uh, Pokemon, see what's going same. on. 100%. Yep. Uh, we, we can be nice to each other, but it's like I'm, I'm side eyed. I just really yeah. want to play Pokemon. You got the damn paper oh, next to you just cursing me with excitement. Jeez. No, my my, my, my Switch is at my TV charging up. Um, yeah. You can find me. Uh, I'm uh, twitch.tv slash two times Tyler. I am going to try the stream tomorrow. I'm going to try to start streaming on Sundays, uh, you know, at least get the started on, you know, get things going with the, I, uh, so twitch.tv slash two times Tyler. I think I might stream Pokemon. Yay. Uh, I think, uh, I, let's go. Pikachu would be a fun game to stream. I, I've been watching other people such as, uh, bird keeper, Toby, uh, you know, cool people like that. that love talking about the games. Uh, been watching them. I think, I think it's time that, I, you know, get back in the saddle and do something like that. Or if you want to, you can find me on uh, Twitter at two times Tyler. So, uh, uh, if, and also if you want to add just at me on uh, Twitter, you can also ask for my friend code on switch and we can play Pokemon together or Splatoon or other stuff. Cause we love doing that kind of shit. Nick, where can we find you though? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LR warrior 11. Um, if you want to get in touch, just hang out, follow my life, uh, which is quite boring because all I do is sit at home, play video games, and go to school. Or yeah. you can follow me on uh, Twitch. Uh, stop by whenever you can. Whenever I do stream on Twitch.tv forward slash LR Warrior Eleven, uh, my stream schedule will be very inconsistent until the middle of December when I'm done with exams. I'm gone on my little trip, and I'll be back over here in Vancouver for two weeks, just at home, trying to stream five days a week. Oof. Oof. before the next semester starts so just getting it all in in one mega month. oof yeah and mega evolved oof uh yeah. yeah yeah that's me uh shout out to me for getting fourth place in uh the tournaments on pixel yeah i know right out of 16 people i did pretty good and then i got smoked by a uh a tail glow oh it's one of the pokemon that's with a zelf one of those three uh there's a zelf mesprit and uxie hmm. i'm thinking of something else then volbeat illumis which one? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Manaphy. Manaphy, uh, oh, Manaphy shit. fucked me over. Oh, a tail glow Manaphy got its special attack and speed up. It just obliterated me. It was not funny. But screw legendary users. Anyways, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you want to uh, check out our Twitter uh, combined for casual master quest at quest master quest pod, or you can email us uh, casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You could be something that's more important to us than uh, some person pretending to be Apple trying to get into our sweet spot over here. <laughs> if you want to be our Nigerian prince, just let me know, okay? Uh, that's it. That was episode 27. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out over to Q over from uh, the server who said uh, he uh, you know, was listening to it and really liked it. Thank you very much, Q. And don't Love forget, you, guys, we'll see you next week and to never stop the grind. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. What? Wait, what did you say? Nothing. Oh.
Find more of our work by searching for Casual Master Quest on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast players. Check out what we'll be doing next week on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Okay. Yeah. What's that? What's on your Twitch Discord? It's full on set up to be like my community Discord. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And okay. so I'm gonna make you a mod in my Discord. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Great. I I, I just got staff positions twice in one <laughs> week. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm flattered, but I feel like you'd only invite your uh closer people right now, so I don't see anybody going too wild that you wouldn't care. Considering the first thing I would notice to try to moderate is you tagging somebody and saying fuck you. Yeah, no, it's when somebody's being like super like like you know, like somebody's being unnecessarily like toxic. If we're just going back and forth like fuck you, no, fuck you, no, you're an asshole, no, you're an asshole. That shit's okay because that's what normal people do. Yeah, but if they're like supremus like super toxic, I know you'd have you'd want the satisfaction of like, oh, I'm gonna kick this bitch. Well, no, I like anybody because uh, essentially, like, ideally, I would like, even if my stream's never going to get big, and this is a place people can hang out. Um, Holy shit, you have teeth. Yeah, I have teeth. <laughs> and a chin. <laughs> and a chin. It was cold. Yeah, my face it was. was cold for the first two days when I walked out. You poor, poor soul. Yeah, my, the 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 defense that I had that I was growing a beard to protect myself from the cold was true. Yep. That's right, mom. Putting putting mom on the the spot here man <laughs> i can't believe you just put your mother on blast uh, all right uh you did host last time technically i will host this time all right honey we're gonna be starting soon okay all right i love you with all my heart and other parts i can't mention because we're technically live yeah fucking you know, my soul i got the spirit but not the energy it's what's upsetting me right now because if I got the spirit but not the energy and I just go hog wild like I want to, I'm going to be fan-fucking-tastic for about five minutes, and then I'm just going to be really quiet and deep-voiced. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to need to get some water in a minute, but I'm trying to figure out which one-liner I want to do. Um, if there's a team one in there that you want to use, we can do that too. I don't care. Well, I do care, but I, I always... like. It's okay to pick one, but I always feel like there's always one that or something that we can put up that's like fitting. But I we already did a Pokemon one. I'm gonna talk the shit out of this game. Okay. Okay. With disclaimers pending. Okay. Um no, I'll, I'll think I'll do a solo one. I'll do the one about Overwatch. I don't think I've done that yet. I've done the Canadian one. I've done the light level one. Which one's Overwatch? Uh Calbreeds here? No, doctor told me no Overwatch for a week because my sodium intake was too high. Mm. I think he was being too salty. Yeah. Oh, there's a sneeze coming. Gotta wait for that to come out. Oof. Objectives, it's Nick. Kind of like right there. And then objectives, just... Nick. Focus on the objectives. <laughs> All right, I'll get water and then we'll get this bitch started. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to tell you of an important moment right here and now from me to you through casual master quest i want to give a shout out for all those people that have been there since day one there's been a lot of people actually been with me since beforehand and just for the record every time you say something about the show a good moment you had a bad moment you had even it still means a lot to me and i just want to say thank you from the kindness of my heart 
and water god throat lubricated good <coughs> everything can come in and out nice and easy i like that exactly jeez uh, some people you know they do they do it the wrong way it's like a vulture's crotch hey thank uh, shout out to bohemian for that joke and we dry it out <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, the oh they say vaping is dehydrating, so I'm assuming it dries out the throat too. Yeah, it is. Uh, so like how it started off was um, um, that's why they call them mods, um, and that's why some uh, vape devices look like that. They're <laughs> circular, like they're long and cylindrical, because they started yeah. with torches, right? They'd uh, uh, alter torches um, and have cotton and stuff put in them. That's why mechanical mods are still a thing because they started off as torches. And so you have to know your wattages and currents and adjust things accordingly. Yeah. And this was when juice was still at like 36, 50 milligrams of nicotine. And you have people like Jesus. These, these older guys sitting in the back of a room, starting their own sweat lodge, just nicked out of their fucking minds and just dehydrated as shit. I was going to say with that, with that much, I mean, I think the standard amount is usually either three or six. So doing thirty to fifty, that three, that's six, like a, uh, thirty to fifty. That's what um, twenty-five say, to fifty is also uh, what the new uh, little salt nick devices are offering. Yeah, uh, the jewel pods and shit. And that's if you're on like four packs a day, though. Like, yeah, you, the, you're not seen without a cigarette in your mouth. You're a Sid character from Final Fantasy. Pretty much. Uh, all right. I think I'm all ready. Right. Are you? Yeah. I'm fantastic. Uh, should we do some kind of speaking exercise? Sure. <laughs> I don't know a speaking exercise. Here, let me Google speaking exercises for adults. Ooh. Public speaking exercises. Breathe. Oh. All right. So the first step is read. <laughs> Good. Let's see. Hum, hum, yawn. <clears throat> Was that was that a let's see uh mirror mirror on the wall let's see uh oh by looking at video yourself okay hey hey uh, well on? that's done already <clears throat> recording what's the quality of your voice fucking fantastic eye contact oh i should look at the camera for this yeah <laughs> Sounding real. If you're saying I'm really happy to be here today, but sounding like I'm totally bored and I can't get off the stage, your speech is going to create conflict. I'm fucking fantastic and I can't wait to be here today. Who's with me? Uh, sure. Uh, that, that, let's say these are not speaking exercises. Oh, those for a public speech. So that those are confidence exercises. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mia, Mia on the wall. Who's the sexiest one of all? Me. Fuck. <laughs> all right take it away 